everyone. I am Wendy. I'm a money and life strategist out of Red Deer, Alberta. And I am so glad that you made this investment of your time to learn more about investing your money. Today, we're going to talk about how to vote with your dollars. Really, we're looking at how to find companies to invest in that really align with your values. And I promise you, it is easier than you think. I am so passionate about empowering people to take control of their money and helping them realize that they have so much more control than they think they do. When I first was deciding on the name of this presentation, I could have called it Put Your Money Where Your Mouth Is because my approach is all about teaching people how to simplify their money to align how they earn, spend, and invest it according to their values. How did I learn any of this? It was definitely the hard way. I did all of the things society tells us we're supposed to do to have a successful life. I did well in school. I traveled. I started a career. I got married, had two kids and a dog. I was in my late 30s and ready for my happily ever after when the bottom dropped out. Almost overnight, my life became a country song and not the happy kind. (laughs) My husband left. And then a few months later, my dad died. And then my father-in-law died. Even my dog died all within about 10 months. I was burnt out at my job, suddenly a single mom. And I just had visions of my kids and I ending up in like a high-rise tenement apartment, like in the musical Annie. (laughs) But there was going to be no Daddy Warbucks to come and save us. I had to save us. I had to do something different. And I started with my money. I started looking at what do I want my life to feel like? And I started tracking how I was spending my time and my money. I did a full-on Marie Kondo style tidy up of my life by simplifying everything. I freed up my time and my money to spend on things that I loved in my life. And I invested in myself to learn about investing, which is exactly why you're here today. I wanted my money to work for me so that I didn't have to work as hard for my money. And after doing all of that, I was able to retire from my corporate job at 41. I had friends that kept asking me, how did you do that? So I started consulting and teaching them my methods. And that's what I do now. So I want to save you the trouble of waiting for for your own country song. And I'm here to make investing in individual companies simple for you. What does that mean? So I named the presentation, Vote With Your Dollars. What does that even mean? Have you ever stopped to realize that every dollar you earn, spend, save, or invest is actually a vote toward what you want to see in the world? If you really think about it, say you hired a plumber and they were rude, they were messy, they cost a lot of money and didn't actually fix the problem that you hired them for. Would you call that plumber again? Would you recommend them to your friends? Or would you seek out someone who was professional and got the job done right the first time? This is what I mean by voting with your dollars. You're going to hire the good plumber because you want the world to have more good plumbers. If you keep hiring the bad plumber, you're putting out the vibe that you accept shoddy, overpriced work, and that's what you're going to continue to get. How does that look in the investing world? When you're really getting into investing, it can be so intimidating. You know, your Uber driver, tells you to invest in Tesla or Facebook is definitely the way to go through Meta. Everybody needs Amazon stock. You need to invest in banks, in oil companies. Now's the time to invest in tech. Now's not the time to invest in tech. It can be so confusing. There's so much noise out there. So where do you even start? Instead of listening to everyone else, we're going to start with your values. If an investment has no meaning to you, you're very unlikely to pay any attention to it. So here's an example. 
for years, I contributed to my company's pension fund. I answered a few questions about my investing goals and risk tolerance without really understanding what any of that really meant. The money was then invested into ETFs, mutual funds, global equities, North American equities, bonds. And all I saw was a quarterly statement or even an annual statement when I actually opened the envelope that had a bunch of pie charts and told me if I made money or if I lost money. Does any of that resonate? I had no idea what I was actually invested in. I don't have a financial background. I'm a single mom with lots on the go and not a lot of time to read the fine print, you know, the really tiny, tiny print on lots of reports that didn't make any sense to me. So I didn't pay much attention. Now, does that sound familiar to you? When I started to learn how to invest, I really needed simple. I didn't want to go down this road of this complicated path where investing seemed so out of reach for someone like me who didn't understand all the terms or, you know, felt like I was too dumb to even get it. So today I'm going to make it really easy on you and I'm going to help you build your confidence that you can learn to invest. And by the end of this presentation, you're going to have a list of probably a minimum of 10 companies that have meaning to you that you can invest in. Okay, so let's dive right in. Instead of listening to random Uber drivers, bankers who make commission off of my purchases or taking stock tips from well-meaning friends, I look to the people that have a history of knowing what they're talking about when it comes to investing. Okay, so Warren Buffett is one of the most successful investors of our time. Yes, he's an old white guy in a suit, but he speaks in simple terms even I can understand without a finance degree. When he's looking for companies to invest in, Warren Buffett has a checklist that he's developed over time that works for him. The very first thing on his checklist is, do I have the capability of understanding this company? He keeps things very simple. I like simple. Now, having the capability of understanding a company doesn't necessarily mean I have to understand every part of the business from day one, but am I capable of understanding it, right? When you're looking at different companies to invest in, pick simple. You know, if I wanted to invest in Lululemon, for example, I can understand yoga pants. That is something that I am capable of understanding. And having the capability of understanding a company and choosing a company that you have some kind of affiliation with will ensure that you actually pay attention to the investment. You know, if you're hearing things in the news about a company that you've invested in that you know a little bit about, you're going to pay attention. So how do we find these magical investments? Instead of Googling companies to invest in or scouring the pages of the Wall Street Journal, I'm going to give you five prompts to get the wheels turning so you can build your own watch list of companies to research further. These are already going to be on your radar without you even realizing it. Now, I do have a disclaimer. All of the companies that I mentioned here today are not an endorsement of the company at all. Okay, you are still responsible for your own investment decisions. I'm not telling you you need to invest in any of the companies that I mentioned here. I'm just using them for example purposes. Okay, this is for entertainment and education only. But at least by the end of the presentation, you'll have an idea of where to look for stocks to invest in that are meaningful to you. I'm not going to tell you what you should invest in, but you're going to be able to figure out some companies that you feel comfortable investing in. Let's look at prompt number one. Where do you spend your money right now? What stores do you shop at? 
you know, in the last month or even in the last week, which stores did you shop at? Why do you shop there? What do you like about that store or that company? Think of places that you go to all the time. You know, I shop at Costco, Lululemon occasionally, Superstore, Shoppers Drug Mart, Safeway, Starbucks. These are places that I'm already spending money at. Okay. My neighborhood just opened a new Freshco grocery store. So I went to go check it out. They seem to have some good deals. Quality of the food was good. The employees were friendly. The location was really convenient. I already invested some of my grocery money at that store. So why not check out the company a little bit further? You're already investing in these companies. Did you know that you can start to consider yourself an owner of these companies instead of just a consumer? That's a big shift. But once you get there, it's pretty amazing how you can change your thinking about investing (laughs) and about where you spend your money, right? If you go into it thinking I'm an owner of Superstore, of Costco, of Shoppers Drug Mart, I'm going to show up differently. I'm going to spend my money more mindfully and I'm going to pay attention to what's going on with the store, with the company, because I'm an owner of it. Even if I only own one share, I'm an owner of that company. So how cool is that? So that's prompt number one. Where do you spend your money now? It's so simple. Number two, what products do you use now? Okay, so we've we've gone from the store. The stores, many of the stores are publicly traded and you're able to buy stock in many of those stores. Let's look at products. Go to your pantry and pull out some of the products and just see who makes them, right? You're going to look at the nutritional information anyway and see how many carbs are in, in your cereal or what are the ingredients, all of that kind of stuff. And just usually right below that, around where the bar, barcode is, there's going to be something that says made for or made by or produced for. And then you're going to have the name of a company, whether it's Kellogg or Nestle or anything, Kirkland brand, you're going to be able to find out who is the parent company that makes that product. Think of small things. Who makes your shampoo, your deodorant? What's your favorite cheese, favorite yogurt, your favorite kind of chips, your favorite brand of ice cream? Go and look for who the parent companies are of all of these products. And when you start looking at the world this way, it's really hard to stop. You can go down some very interesting rabbit holes. You know, talking about ice cream, I remember one day when I was first getting into investing and my kids had some Breyers ice cream. You know, we had a tub in the freezer and they just pulled it out and I started looking at it. I'm like, who makes Breyers ice cream? Because I like ice cream. Maybe I want to invest in an ice cream company. So I looked at the label, I Googled a couple of things and it turns out a company called Unilever makes Breyers ice cream. When you go to the Unilever website, I can see what are all of the other products that they make. Do I like this company? Is it doing good in the world? Would I want to spend my money there? And again, if that parent company doesn't align with your values, you might think twice about even buying those products in the future. Kind of getting a double whammy here. You're just opening your eyes to the way the marketplace works. Who makes your phone? Are you an Apple or a Samsung? Do you like Motorola? Who makes your appliances? Your vehicle? What do you like about each of these things? You already invested money into those products. So what about investing in the company that makes them? You're already spending money with these companies. Somehow they align with your values. And if they don't, now you can make some more informed choices for the future. Kind of neat, hey? All right. Number three, what subscriptions do you have? I'm going to bet you have at least one streaming service, maybe Netflix, maybe Disney Plus, maybe Amazon Prime. What about bank fees? You're already paying for these things. What if the company was paying you to use their services? So theoretically, that's what can happen. If you're invested in these companies, you can get them to pay you for 
for their services. So here's an example. If I bought one share of Netflix stock, its 52 week low price was around $162. And now it's up around $330. So the profit that I made on that one share covers seven and a half months of my $22 a month subscription. So because I owned one share, my monthly subscription paid for itself. Okay. You're thinking owner versus consumer. Does that make sense? Start thinking about these things. You know, you're paying for these fees anyway. You may as well profit from them. Number four, where do you work? Where do your family members work or your friends? You've already invested your time there. Why not look at these companies as a vehicle to grow your money? And if you don't want to think about an individual company or say the individual company isn't publicly traded or you don't know much about it, think about the industry that they're in. Who are their competitors? I worked in manufacturing, petrochemicals, construction type companies for years as a corporate strategist. I knew my job, but I wasn't super interested in the business side of the operations. However, I love to travel and I used to work in tourism when I first started out in the world. So I started looking at companies that fell into the travel sector, things like airlines, hotels, cruise ship companies, even Airbnb is publicly traded now. And I'm an Airbnb host. Maybe you've stayed in an Airbnb. In the past, you might want to look at the company as a whole as somewhere you could invest your money. Okay, so that's number four. And the last one, number five, what are your aspirations? What do you want in the world? What's your big dream of things or experiences that you want to have? You know, you could save up for a Harley Davidson motorcycle, but what if you owned shares in the Harley Davidson company while you're saving up for that Harley Davidson motorcycle? What if you wanted a Disney dream vacation for you and your kids? You could also own shares of the Disney company. These are things that you can align yourself to. Even if you don't have them yet, you can invest your money in ways that are aligning with what you actually want in the world. Okay, maybe you want a Tesla. So you can save up for buying the Tesla vehicle and also invest in Tesla company because you're putting out what you want more of in the world. And when you think of this with your aspirations, think about people around you. What are your kids' aspirations if you have kids? For me, my kids love video games. So instead of spending money on Robux or, you know, the little gems and they're always asking for, oh, I need this so I can get this mod or this this power up or whatever, I look at owning stock of the video game company instead. That's kind of a cool way to teach your kids that they can be an owner and not just a constant consumer. And around aspirations too, like look at what are your hobbies? For me, I really love the outdoors. I like kayaking. I like hiking. I could look into companies that supply the gear for the things that I love. I could look into companies that supply hiking boots or kayaks or paddles or backpacks, any of these sorts of things. Again, when you get into investing, you can become an owner of a company, not just a consumer. So we've covered five ways to find companies. We've looked at five different ways. We've looked at where do you shop right now? We've looked at what kind of products do you support that already align with your values? We've looked at that subscriptions that you already pay for. We've looked at where you work and we've looked at what you want in the future. What are your aspirations? So now the wheels are turning. You may have been jotting down a list of some companies that you want to start doing some research on. Now we need to dive in a little bit deeper. Okay. You're going to take your list and one at a time, you're going to go over to Google and ask it things like, is this company publicly traded? That means that you can own shares. You can buy its stock on the public market, the TSX, the Toronto Stock Exchange, or the NYSE, the New York Stock Exchange. If it is publicly traded, you can buy it. Look at which company 
owns this product? Or can I buy this company's stock? What's the ticker symbol for this company? All of these are going to give you clues as to whether the company is privately owned, which means you can't invest in it in the stock market, in the traditional stock market, or if it is publicly traded, which means you can. But before you jump in to a stock shopping spree, let's make sure that the company is a right fit for you. Okay, just because these companies are on your radar and available for purchase does not mean you have to invest in them immediately. We're just gathering information at this point. I like to think of investing like online dating. Don't waste your time on companies that you know aren't right for you. Just remember that little tidbit. That'll help you. That'll go a long way. So what I want you to do is write down some of the things that are really important to you so that you feel good about where you're investing your money versus only looking at the bottom line, like how much is the stock going to to make me over time? I want you to look at things, again, that are important to you. Here's some ideas. Maybe social and environmental responsibility. Okay, looking at the management team. Do you feel like they're doing good in the world? Is the CEO being investigated for fraud? That's maybe a tip that that's not a company you necessarily want to invest in. What is the company or the competitive advantage of the company? Do you understand where it lies in the competitive landscape? Like what makes it a good company? What makes their products really good? What makes people want to to buy their products? You want to look at some industry trends, right? So think of company like Meta, which is Facebook and Instagram, right? They join together. They call them Meta. Think of the trends where social media is going. Are you aligned with the way things are going with social media? Or is that not something that, that fits in your values? Okay. So you need to look at kind of the overall landscape of the industry of the company that you're looking at. You also want to understand the financial health of the company. And finally, finally, the value. That's the last thing that I want you to look for, because I really want you to make sure that this is a company that, yes, you love all of the things about it. You've done the research, you've written down all of these things that are important to you, and you keep hitting yeses. So that means you're going to continue your research until you get to a no. And if you get to a no in any of these spots that are important to you, again, this is just an example list. If you get to a spot where any of those things are a no, move on. You can either investigate it further to understand why it's a no or why it doesn't fit with your values, or you can just put it in the too hard pile and move on to something simpler. Okay. You're really sifting through all of these companies to get to a no as soon as possible so that you can spend more of your time and energy on the right fit companies, just like online dating, just sift through the frogs (laughs) so that you can get to your prints. You're only looking at companies that fit your values. Okay. You don't have time to look at all of the companies and it's too much noise anyway. You don't have to look at every company in the world. For individual stocks, most experts say that you only need 10 to 20 in your lifetime if you're going to invest in individual companies. 10 to 20 in your lifetime. If you start early and you go through all of this research and it doesn't mean you have to hold on to them forever and ever, you hold on to them and you keep up with what's going on with this company. Does it still fit my values? Has something changed that doesn't feel good to me anymore? Well, then you can make a plan to get out of it. That is what I had Uh, as far as this presentation. I hope I've been able to open your eyes to the concept of voting with your dollars, the concept of, you know, considering becoming an owner of a company and not just a consumer. And I gave you those five simple ways to start figuring out which companies you might want to put some time and research into. I've got a little bonus 
bonus for you guys. If you want to go over to my website, wendyverway.com and click on vote with dollars, you're going to get the ultimate checklist for investing in companies that you believe in. It's a workbook where you can jot down all of these things. You can keep your investing notes and you can go forth with confidence that you are already an investor. So this, this is going to help you just narrow your focus so that you're not overwhelmed, so that you can confidently say, I'm invested in this company because it aligns with my values. Highly going to encourage you to go over to my website and grab that download that's completely free. Thank you so much, everyone, for your participation and your interest in looking at investing with your values. This has been a life-changing experience for me, being able to confidently talk about companies and really understand what I was invested in. And I hope that it's the same for you. I'm so excited for you to continue on your investing journey. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm.